today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Abundant listeners, of course, we're back to school this week. Hamilton schools announced yesterday are going to be opening uh, this coming Monday, the GTA schools the week after that. Joining us to talk about this is the Ontario Minister of Education, uh, the Honorable Stephen Lecce. Uh, Mr. Minister, thank you so much for the time. Good to have you back in the program. Thanks so much, Bill. Good morning. When you and I talked, I think it was just a, a week or so before Christmas uh, last year, and we were talking about the possibility at that time, the debate about whether or not uh, the Christmas work was going to be instant, extended. You were adamant that you said, no, it's not going to be necessary. And, and it changed two and three times later. I, I, we get that. But it seems that every time there is a holiday or a long weekend or something of any significance, Minister, there is a spike. Uh, and, of course, the proposed uh, return to school for a lot of the kids in the GTA is going to be right after the Family Day weekend. Are you confident that this is the right time to have everybody go back? Well, look, I mean, what I said in December is that we follow the medical advice, and the medical advice has changed based on a changing risk profile. For us, the Chief Medical Officer of Health has signed off on the reopening. I've consulted personally uh, with Dr. Richardson, along with my uh, parliamentary colleague, Donna Scully, to hear firsthand Hamilton Public Health's opinion. And as you know, yesterday they um, uh, made clear that they support the reopening, Mm -hmm. uh, that they Mm -hmm. have, that the case numbers have come down, that the capacity to support case and contact management has improved, the testing capacity functioning more effectively today, especially with the new capacity we're supporting for, for schools. And this broader agreement with the sentiment that schools really need to be the first to reopen this province for the health of our kids. So we believe that the program we followed in the fall allowed us to reopen safely, allowed a million and a half kids to go to school with 99.6% not having an active case. Eight in 10 schools at the peak of transmission do not have any cases of COVID. Now, I appreciate, Bill, you know, we have to be vigilant. The world has changed even since December in the context of these new variants. So that's the variability here that we all have to deal with and be flexible with. But at the end of the day, we followed the advice. We are going to continue to do that because for the province of Ontario, our mission is to keep kids safe. And we are the only province to have extended the virtual learning this long out of an abundance of caution because the health and safety of children and staff are paramount. And we're going to continue to follow the medical expertise who are saying schools are safe. And more importantly, they should reopen on the dates we've announced. I watched yesterday, and you did talk about some of the, the measures and the provisions that you wanted to move into here, including voluntary asymptomatic testing. Uh, expert upon expert minister have told me, and I, I know you've heard this as well, that rapid testing has to be ramped up as well. How can you accommodate that, and do you have the infrastructure and the equipment to be able to do that in the school environment? We do. In the Ministry of Education, we have procured capacity for 25,000 antigen rapid tests. These are tests that give answers to parents or staff within an hour or two. Um, that's a game changer in a differentiator from the fall to the winter. That's a new layer of protection introduced on the advice of the medical community because of the new risk profile. The community numbers are up, or we're up at least compared to November, they were over the past weeks, and the new variants. So that's rapid capacity for on the asymptomatic side. Another 25,000 PCR tests. And I just want to make clear, Bill, voluntary always. We're not going to force it mm-hmm. upon your child. But they're saliva-based. They're not invasive. They're the ones that go in the lower nasal cavity. They give you a tickle. They're not painful. But the bottom line is it allows, we're trying to encourage, incentivize participation of parents, staff, and, of course, the kids themselves. And in addition, the chief medical officer of health is, is going to be deploying another layer of prevention, protection in the context of the antigen rapid test for symptomatic kids. So a child has a small symptom, uh, you know, one, uh, one symptom parent wants to be sure you know let me just double check that it's just the sniffles today it's not god forbid covid they can now they'll be able to deploy uh, within communities is another action the ontario government and the ministry of health is deploying 
so that you have that rapid access for symptomatic testing as well. But in the context of schools and what I announced yesterday in the days past, the asymptomatic programs ramped up dramatically. But remember, it was only in the hot spots. It wasn't in Hamilton and now is extended, uh, providing that capacity. And we really do believe it's going to help ensure we uh, detect and isolate cases before it can spread and just keep the integrity of our schools safe throughout the uh, winter and the spring. It was one of the problems. I'm glad you brought that up uh, in the fall session, anyway, uh, about and being you know cautious and on the safe side about this, and uh, especially from a teacher standpoint, uh, if they yeah. feel as if they're symptomatic in situations like that. The concern was uh, if I take time off, uh, what about pay? And the, uh, the pre- as the federal program, as you and I talked about, Minister, is t- is just way in, totally insufficient. I talked to your colleague Minister McNaughton about this last week. Uh, they're saying, is there a way? You know, I I don't want to have to take the whole week off just so I qualify for the federal program uh, can you do one-offs on this and can the government accommodate that well i think the the big priority is to make sure that our testing capacity is sped up and ramped up so that you don't have an individual waiting four or five or six days at home to get the result so that's going to be i think a differentiator in the enhancement of the capacity the speed of the result the rapid test as you noted quite uh you know rightfully i honestly think that's going to be able to provide more certainty to the staff so they're able to get back in our schools but the challenge is we still have a 40 we have in some boards 30 40 percent absentee rate and i mean i get it you know folks are getting sick or they're being asked to stay home because of symptoms so we need access to more staff and that's why i announced the extension uh, of allowing upper year candidates uh, who are completing their their uh, faculties of education degrees to become teachers in our schools because we just still continue to have challenges accessing talent and educators today. And this is after we've hired 3,400 new teachers, and we're on track to hire almost another 900 more. So I understand the concern. Uh, we have very generous sick leave provisions in the ministry, as you know. This is an item that negotiated, uh, but you know, 600 million dollars last year before the pandemic are the costs of the sick leave to the province of Ontario. It's uh, you know, we we provide uh, well over, uh, I believe, uh, uh, 90%, uh, but 90% of the days are covered um, uh, for sick leave up to 100 days. So it's an extremely generous program in the Ministry of Education. It's negotiated. Um, and I think uh, that plus the federal government sick leave days and the fact that we're speeding up tests really should help mitigate those gaps. Uh, and at the end of the day, uh, if, um, you know, if, if uh, the Minister of Labor, to be fair, has been advocating to the federal government to better utilize those days and to get those dollars unlocked to help more families who need it. Uh, busy day, always the day after a big announcement like this. And I know your time is tight, Minister. Thanks so much for being with us. And uh, hopefully uh, somewhere down the road we can spend a little bit more time and talk about some of this. But appreciate the time today. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. Thank you. Take care. That's the Education Minister Stephen Lecce uh, trying to expand upon the announcement that he made yesterday. And as we mentioned on the program, not everybody's happy about this. A number of parents have, have contacted us. You've seen some of the comments certainly on social media uh, about some of the, the things that the minister has promised and said this is what they're going to do. Uh, obviously, some of the political critics are very uh, skeptical about this. I wanted to bring Harvey Bischoff into the conversation. Harvey, of course, is the president of the Ontario Secondary School Teachers Federation. Uh, Harvey, thank you so much for the time. Great to have you back on the show today. Glad to be back. Thanks, Bill. Obvious question. Uh, they said that they're going to do more now. There's going to be more rapid testing. There's going to be more money for, for the infrastructure uh, shortcomings within these schools. Is it enough? Well, it, it's not enough. And, in fact, there's absolutely no evidence that they're doing more. I mean, let's talk about this testing. The Ministry of Education 
has not laid out a program for asymptomatic testing whatsoever. They've simply abdicated their responsibility to local public health units. And if you look in jurisdictions where schools have already opened, like Sudbury, they haven't come close to to ramping up the asymptomatic testing program. And when it comes to infrastructure, I'm at a loss. We said back in the summer, you need to improve ventilation. They said ventilation's fine. And now they're saying that they're going to improve it. Well, you can't square those two statements. They, they just contradict one another. The testing is an element to this, that, that I'm always befuddled about this because, I mean, we're hearing two different stories here. And, you know, when I asked about paid days off, uh, as you heard, I hope, just a minute ago, the minister said, well, you know, uh, because the testing, maybe that's not going to be necessary. But you're talking in some cases, Harvey, and you know these numbers, a 40% rate of, of, of people that are off work. Uh, and these are people that are it could be symptomatic, could be sick, or think that they might be exposed to something like this. Uh, th- there's got to be a plan. I mean, there's, this is a staffing issue, and it's it's a public health issue for your your, your members. Yeah, the first thing I want to hear is confirmation of that number that he's been throwing around so loosely that I, I think he's doing just to cast aspersions on on educators as as he likes to do. Um, but you know, the other thing uh, when it comes to when it comes to the the use of occasional teachers or you know what's known as supply teachers within the last within the last few days, I've I've talked with occasional teachers in Durham and Ottawa, and what I'm hearing is that they are vastly underused. Most of them are having are not finding enough days of work to to cobble together a living. So I don't know what he's talking about with regard to these high absentee rates and a shortage of teachers. Well, that's one of the things that surprised me, because we've talked about how some of the other policies that they've rolled out have had an impact on staffing. And uh, I've, I've talked to a number of different boards that, that have expressed the same sort of concern you are. In fact, beginning of the program today, I know you were tied up doing some national stuff on TV, but uh, talking with the chair of the board of the Hamilton Board of Education here, and I said, what about all this? And she says, well, I'm not sure how much of that is new and how much of that are just re-announcements of stuff that they'd already talked about. She says, we don't have that information yet, uh, which is something that politicians are prone to do from time to time. So, uh, you know, it's it's one thing to have the minister on here saying this is what we're going to do, but I'm not seeing or hearing any validation from anybody that that's even been happening or it will happen. He he talks in, in vague kind of uh, proposals over and over again, but when you dig down and look for the specifics, they're, they're just not there. He likes to talk in big numbers. He talks about $1.6 billion being invested in the, in the, you know, the pandemic plan for schools. Uh, in fact, the provincial government has contributed almost none of that. Um, uh, some of it comes from the federal government, which they they refuse to mention. And in fact, this latest tranche of money is all federal money. Um, a lot of it comes from what he calls unlocking school board reserves, much of which has already been committed to other projects anyway. Um, so it's, you know, as usual um, with this minister, there is there's vagueness, there's there's obfuscation. Uh, but when you really look at it, find me. Uh, a robust testing plan find me improved ventilation find me smaller class sizes and and you know they really don't exist out there the statistic that jumps out of me is uh and when you start to compare it because i know there's federal and provincial programs as you just mentioned uh the feds have committed an awful lot of money as a matter of fact ontario i think is one of the provinces that uses that money the least uh, i don't know if it's sitting in a pile someplace at queen's park or what's going on but when you talk about you know the the concern about rapid testing and we're not doing enough of this and we're talking about a number of other issues they have money or at least they have the commitment for money and they've chosen not to use it 
Absolutely. And, and, you know, that's been reinforced. A couple of weeks ago, we saw that a, a Freedom of Information request resulted in, in documents being released that demonstrated that um, the ministry had taken advice from medical experts. They talked about and considered that advice, and then they rejected that advice. And it was about things like smaller cohorts, fewer students in classes, so you could allow for, uh, so you could allow for social distancing, those sorts of things. So, um, you know, when they claim that they're following the medical advice, when they're cl- claiming that they will spare no expense, it's simply it's simply not accurate. And their own internal documents have have demonstrated that to what should be their embarrassment. This is a contentious issue here that you and I have been talking about for years now, but certainly it's uh, been underscored because of what's going on with the pandemic and, and the government's policy towards that, and that's class size. Uh, and again, the, the minister touched on it. We didn't have time in the conversation this morning, but I know we talked about it yesterday. Uh, maintaining the class sizes are fine, that they're 15 students per room. I, I know that uh, your colleague Sam Hammond from the elementary school teachers has said that's just not true. And you and I have had this discussion in the past, Harvey, about uh, averages as opposed to actual numbers in these classrooms. You know, 15 means something. There might be 15, there, there could be 25 or 30. I mean, uh, and in the in the wake of social distancing, I know a lot of parents are still very concerned about that, that, that it's just too crowded in that environment. Absolutely. And, and uh, yeah, my, my colleague Sam Hammond is absolutely right about uh, class sizes in elementary schools. And in non-designated school board high schools, um, the class sizes are are full. You know, maximum size. So, you know, right, uh, the uh, in in the Brantford area, uh, you know, right near Hamilton, it's a non-designated board, and there are high school classes of thirty and thirty-five students where there's absolutely no room for uh, for physical distancing, um, and and the minister, you know, quite deliberately ignores that. Well, so where do we go? I mean, you know, they're going back to work on Monday, well, or the, the following Monday, I guess, if it's the GTA board. Uh, are your members concerned about this? And I'm talking about safety, and I'm talking about, you know, are we just going to go through the same thing? And moreover, as I talked to the minister about, uh, the GTA schools are going back the day after the family day weekend, notwithstanding the fact that every time there's been a long weekend, there's a spike. Are we going to shut these things down again three days after they open? Yeah, I mean, you you look at you look at the the metrics for community spread, for test positivity rates uh, in these areas, and and you know once again, like the minister has been repeatedly asked, what metrics are you using to make these decisions, and he repeatedly refuses to answer that question. But the metrics in many of these communities are not good. Um, when you compare them, there was a great article in the Star this morning comparing them to American jurisdictions and what mm-hmm. they consider high risk and, and moderate risk and so forth, and, and it, it doesn't look good. And to answer the question about how my members are feeling, they are they are um, anxious, uh, they are in, you know, other cases they are scared, in some cases they are terrified, um, and, uh, and it, in part that comes down to the uncertainty that arises out of a ministry that refuses to be transparent about their decision-making process. Uh, more to come on this clearly and uh, some reaction I'm sure next week when they start opening the classrooms again. Harvey, thanks on a busy day. Appreciate you taking some time for us. Thanks for your time, Bill. Take care. Harvey Bischoff, of course, president of the Ontario Secondary School Teachers Federation. And uh, some legitimate concerns. But, you know, we'll see. Let's see what happens Monday when they open the doors. And uh, we'll talk about class sizes, and we'll talk about those realities, and we'll talk about absenteeism rates and exactly what the, the, the reality is when we start looking at some of those numbers. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.